Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for today's reading. Thank you for blessing us in all that we do, all that we have. Today, this day, is the 21st of May. And I'm going to start reading with 1 Samuel 29, verse 1. Lord, give us ears to hear and a heart to listen to your word. Amen. We, as we come in unison for your glory and your honor today. Amen. <clears throat> 1 Samuel 29, chapter 29, verse 1. The entire Philistine army now mobilized at Aphek and the Israelite camp at the spring of Jezreel. As the Philistines' rulers were leading out their troops in groups of hundreds and thousands, David and his men marched at the rear with King Achish. But the Philistine commanders demanded, What are these Hebrews doing here? And Achish told them, This is David, the servant of King Saul of Israel. He's been with me for years, and I never found a single fault in him from the day he arrived until now. But the Philistine commanders were angry. Send him back to the town you've given him. They demanded, He can't go into the battle with us. What if he turns against us in battle? and becomes our adversary. Is there any better way for him to reconcile himself with his master than by handing our heads over to him? Isn't this the same David upon whom the women of Israel sing in their dances? Saul has killed his thousands, and David his ten thousands. So Achish finally summoned David and said to him, I swear by the Lord that you have been a trustworthy ally. I think you should go with me into battle, for I never found a single flaw in you from the day you arrived until today. But the other Philistine rulers won't hear of it. Please don't upset them. Go back quietly. What have I done to deserve this treatment, David demanded. What have you, what have you ever found in your servant that I can go and fight the enemy of my lord the king? But Achish insisted, as far as I'm concerned, You're perfect as an angel of God, but the Philistine commanders are afraid to have you with them in the battle. Now get up early in the morning and leave with your men as soon as it gets light. So David and his men headed back into the land of the Philistines, where the Philistine army with the Philistine army went on to Jezreel. Uh, chapter 30, verse 1. Three days later, when David and his men arrived home at their town of Siklag, they found that the Amalekites had made a raid into the Negev and Siklag. They had crushed Siklag and burned it to the ground. They had carried off the women and children and everyone else, but without killing anyone. When David and his men saw the ruins and realized what had happened to their families, they wept until they could weep no more. David's two wives, Ahinoam and Jezreel, and Abigail, <clears throat> excuse me, Ahinoam from Jezreel, and Abigail, the widow of Nabal, from Carmel, were among those captured. David was now in great danger because all his men were very bitter about losing their sons and daughters. And they began to talk of stoning him. But David found strength in the Lord his God. Then he said to Abiathar the priest, Bring me the ephod. So Abiathar brought it. Then David asked the Lord, Should I chase after this band of raiders? Will I catch them? 
And the Lord told him, Yes, go after them. You will surely recover everything that was taken from you. So David and his 600 men set out, and they came to the, and they came to the brook of Bezor. But 200 of the men were too exhausted to cross the brook. So David continued the pursuit with 400 men. Along the way, they found an Egyptian man in a field and brought him to David. They gave him some bread to eat and water to drink. <clears throat> They also gave him part of a fig cake and two clusters of raisins, for he hadn't had anything to eat and drink for three days and nights before long his strength returned. To whom do you belong and where do you come from? David asked him. I am an Egyptian, the slave of an Amalekite, he replied. My master abandoned me three days ago because I was sick. We were on our way back from raiding the Kerotites in the Negev, the territory of Judah and the land of Caleb, and we had just burned Siklag. Will you lead me to this band of raiders, David asked. The young man replied, If you take a note in God's name that you will not kill me or give me back to my master, then I will guide you to them. So he led David to them, and they found the Amalekites spread out across the fields, eating and drinking and dancing with joy because of the vast number of plunder they had taken from the Philistines and the land of Judah. David and his men rushed in among them and slaughtered them throughout the night and the entire next day until evening. Wow. None of the Amalekites escaped except 400 young men who fled on camels. David got back everything the Amalekites had taken and he rescued his two wives. Nothing was missing, small or great, son or daughter, nor anything else that had been taken. David brought everything back. He also recovered all the flocks and herds, and his men drove them ahead of other livestock. This plunder belongs to David, they said. Then David returned to the brook Bezor and met up with the 200 men who had been left behind because they were too exhausted to go with him. They went out to meet David and his men, and David greeted them joyfully. But some evil troublemakers among David's men said, They didn't go with us, so they can't have any of their plunder we recovered. Give them their wives and children, and tell them to be gone. But David said, No, my brothers, don't be selfish with what the Lord has given us. He has kept us safe and helped us defeat the band of raiders that attacked us. Who will listen when you talk like this? We share and share alike. Those who go to battle and those who guard the equipment. From then on, David made this decree and regulation for Israel, and it is still followed today. When he arrived at Siklag, David sent part of the plunder to the elders of Judah, who were his friends. Here is the present for you, taken from the Lord's enemies, he said. The gifts were sent to the people of the following towns David had visited. Bethel, Ramat, Negev, Jatir, Aroer, Sipmat, Eshtimoa, Rasko, the towns of the Jeremelites, and the towns of the Canaanites, Horma, Borashan, Atak, Hebron, and all the other places David and his men had visited. Now the Philistines attacked Israel, and the men of Israel fled before them. Many were slaughtered on the slopes of Mount Gilboa. The Philistines closed in on Saul and his sons, and they killed three of his sons, Jonathan, Abinadab, and Malkishu. The fighting grew very fierce around Saul, and the Philistine archers caught him 
caught up with him and wounded him severely. Saul groaned to his armor bearer, Take your sword and kill me before these pagan Philistines come to run me through and taunt and torture me. But his armor bearer was afraid and would not do it. So Saul took his own sword and he fell on it. When his armor bearer realized that Saul was dead, he fell on his sword and died beside the king. So Saul, his three sons, his armor bearer, and his troops all died together that same day. When the Israelites on the other side of the Jezreel Valley and beyond the Jordan saw that the Israelite army had fled and that Saul and his sons were dead, they abandoned their towns and fled. So the Philistines moved in and occupied their towns. The next day when the Philistines went out to strip the dead, they found the bodies of Saul and his three sons on Mount Gilboa. So they cut off Saul's head and stripped off his armor. Then they proclaimed the good news of Saul's death in their pagan temple and to the people throughout the land of Philistia. They placed his armor in the temple of the Ashtoreth and they fastened his body to the wall of the city of Bethshan. But when the people of Jabesh-Gilead heard what the Philistines had done to Saul, all their mighty warriors traveled throughout the night to Bethshan and took the bodies of Saul and his sons down from the wall. They brought them to Jabesh, where they burned the bodies. Then they took their bones and buried them beneath the Tamarack Street at Jabesh, and they fasted for seven days. Amazing, amazing story. <clears throat> Like it where it says, and David found strength in the Lord in verse Amen. six. Yes, yes. Usually, when problems happen, people look to someone to blame. Mm-hmm. And, and David, as anointed of God, found strength in the Lord God. He encouraged himself. Amen. And, You know, I I really like up here um, in verse number, let's see, two, three, let me see, it's part of three. But it says, um, And Achish told them, This is David, the servant of King Saul of Israel. He's been with me for years. It says, And I've never found a single fault in him from the day until he arrived today. It's kind of a reminder that God doesn't find fault with us, that we're forgiven, that we're righteous, um, that, you know, um, he's not looking at us the way we look at ourselves sometimes. Like, I made this mistake, I did that in the past, you know, I didn't make that good decision, I lost my temper on the freeway, whatever that is, God is not finding fault with us. He's looking at Jesus, and that, that's how he sees us. So I kind of picked up on that because it repeats it a couple times. It goes down, as I, you know, again down in verse, uh, verse four, five, maybe five later in five or seven or somewhere in there. It says, "I never found a single flaw in you from the day you arrived until today." Same thing. Hmm. Um, it's interesting to see how, how long they fought, you know, because mm-hmm. 
You know, it says there was young people, <clears throat> the young people of, of uh, David's gang or army, and there was also elderly people. You know, there was people and gray-headed people with him. David was about middle age. So they're the ones who, the 200 that stood at the riverbank, because they were already up in age. But it's amazing how they said that <clears throat> they started fighting with them in the nighttime, uh -huh. and they fought and they killed them all day long into the nighttime the next day. I mean, that's supernatural power for them to Yes, go. yes it is. I mean. Strength. You know, there's another miracle that God is with them, giving mm -hmm. them extraordinary. Uh, yes. Ability mm -hmm. to <clears throat> to fight. Yes, and after you, because it said, but David found strength in the Lord his God. Um, and in that very next verse in seven, um, it says, "Bring me the ephod." So Abathar brought it. Then David asked the Lord, "Should I chase after this band of raiders? Will I catch them?" He consulted with the Lord, "What should I do? What are my next steps?" You know, and the Lord responded, "Yes, go after them." And he's, I love this part. He says, "You surely, you will surely recover everything." Okay, not part of it, not some of it, everything that was taken from you. Okay, so how did that apply to us today? We don't well, have no ephod. We don't have an ephod. What do we have? We have the God's. God <clears throat> says that when something is taken from you, He'll return it back to you. He'll restore. If it's his will. Why wouldn't it be his will? Oh. So the enemy comes and takes from you. Because the other scripture says if someone takes it from you, let them have it. Yeah, but this is we're talking about the, the, the enemy. Oh. Yeah, the enemy that comes in and tries to take your children and tries to take your marriage and tries to take... Mm -hmm. He will be... I guess what I'm referring to is that we get the Holy Spirit part. You know, that's how we hear. That's our epoch, the Holy Spirit. Yes, yes. We okay. ask him, how should I do this, mm -hmm. Holy Spirit? And he'll tell you. Yeah. He said, well, that person needs it. You just pray for him and I'll, I'll restore your fortunes. Or bring him back. And in the next paragraph or so, a number, I can't, you know, the numbers are too small for me to read them. But it says 11. Along the way, they found an Egyptian man in the field and brought him to David. They gave him some bread to eat and water to drink. You know, what does Jesus always say? I'm the bread of life. Those who come to me that are thirsty will never thirst again. Right? Bread and water. Just thought that was a good... <laughs> well, very revealing, honey. <laughs> well, babe, no. These are things you got to look out for. There's not, there's not, you know... I didn't see that. Thank you. That's why I'm bringing it up. I mean, you know, that... Uh... This man came from nowhere. It says where he came from. They, they left them behind. Yeah, they left them behind. But he really was at the right place at the right time for them. Yeah. Yeah? Okay, okay. let's move on. Go ahead and okay. uh, read John 11, 55 to 12, 19, please. The other thing I want to point out Not yet, is huh? that, you know, go back up to number, I guess it's 2017. Okay. Uh, past 17, it said at the top there, it says, 18, David got back everything the Amalekites had taken, and he rescued his two wives. Nothing was missing, small or great, son or daughter, nor anything else that had been taken. David brought back everything back. He also recovered all the flocks and the herds, and his men drove them ahead of the other livestock. This plunder belongs to David, they said. 
Well, you bring out a good point. You know, <clears throat> the minister says, even in our mistakes, God mm-hmm. will bless us mm-hmm. over. Say, for instance, we, you know, we, we make a purchase and say, Lord, it's a mistake. So yeah. he'll bless us mm. because we're the children of God. Right. But the protection of God here is amazing for David's family because none of you, nobody was hurt. Nothing happened to yeah, the families. You know, everything was intact. Um, so, <clears throat> Awesome. Awesome. Amen. Take that promise. Run with it. Yeah. Lord, He restores all to us when we praise Him and we thank Him. The other thing too is, uh, like didn't did in the last chapter say that that uh, David was running to the Amalekites and raiding them and plunging their towns and killing everybody too? Before that, on the last couple of chapters, yeah, I thought so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they were kind of like, so they were blessed that they didn't kill all their kids and their wives and right. all their things. That was a blessing. That was a protection from God. Mm-hmm. You know, because uh, wasn't Solomon going to come out of Abigail? I don't know if Solomon. Yeah, Solomon was still yet to be born, and he was going. Oh no, he was not going to come out of Abigail. He was going to make a Uzziah's wife. That's where he's... Um, oh, yeah, right. Uzziah. Uriah's wife. Uriah. Uriah. So I'm getting ahead, uh-huh. getting ahead of myself here. Yeah. In closing, we got to move on. Come on. But I just, I do like it where it says, uh, where David said, number 23, but David said, no, my brothers, don't be selfish with what the Lord has given us. Mm. He has kept us safe and helped us defeat the band of raiders that attacked us. Amen. That's a very good point because yeah. that's, that's for us is... is that's why when Jesus was saying, when someone slaps you on the sheet, takes something from you, it's the same principle. Look, you have a chance to get them saved. You're going to go to heaven forever and ever. They're going to go to hell forever and ever. Mm-hmm. And in that slap, that taken, and, and without you being loving, kind, and like your mm-hmm. father, and letting go, then you're going to. They have a chance to come to the Lord. We have a lot of people in AA that were homeless, uh-huh. like Reuben, and he says, it was the loving kindness of the Christian that allowed me to believe, mm. he said. Mm. You know, they did. I was two years. He was a police officer. He ended up homeless wow. against society and just a vagabond. And, and people that brought him soup and stuff, mm-hmm. yeah. in a couple of years, they brought him back to life. Yeah, you know. Now, now he's working, getting yeah. 175,000, working at a hospital as a but it, administrator. It, yeah, I like that kind of like a, a good, uh, just a, a way to operate when God blesses you and protects you and keeps you safe and provides for you. You know, we don't operate in a, in a in a greed mode, right? We continue to bless others and and um, just it's it's he, uh, you know. If you're not protected, you're not safe. So what if you have all these blessings, right? You gotta be the covering of the Lord has to be over you and keep you. Do you have a highlighter? You're making notes of these things. Well, I have them right here. I underline them as I go. Yeah, that's really good. He he. Uh, they says troublemakers were among them. We always have troublemakers. Yeah. We had troublemakers in AA that right. said, mm-hmm. "Why do you give free pancakes yeah, to the homeless?" Right. They're not even putting in a dollar. Right. So, you know, and they and they actually, with their mouths, mm-hmm. they stop the, the flow of love. Yeah. And then the homeless were happy, and they know us, and, 
I'm walking down to Vaughn's Mar. Hey, Fernando, they're there. Yeah, <laughs> you know, uh, it's just we have to um, freely give out what the Lord gives us, and that's in the blessing too. We pray that know. the Lord gives us the strength and, and a heart, you know, to yeah. to be at the right place in the right time and soul. And then, so this is a and then, really and, then good uh, and then uh, now about Saul, Jonathan, you know all these great fighters. See how skillful the Philistines too were very skillful, as far as uh, organized, you know, and they and they shot their arrows. Uh, and then the the presence of God was not with Saul; he wasn't protecting Israel. Because Saul, the leader, you know, and Samuel was dead, so there's really no spiritual heading in Israel at that time. So there was no covering, and uh, they got slaughtered. The fighting grew very fierce around Saul. Yeah. Um, you know, I hadn't heard that before or read that before, where they just put Saul's body on the wall. With I mean, it's how dishonoring is that? You know, even he's a human being. I mean, this is kind of like. Well, that's what the kings did. Did you hear the other king said, what about David turns on and he'll take our heads to Saul? Okay. That's what they did. They take uh -huh. they take the heads of their king. Uh -huh. And that was the way, uh, wow. that's the way they played their games. They took his head. It doesn't say that they took the heads of the sons, but they took the head of him. And they, and they fastened their body on the wall. And it's nice to see that the, uh, the great warriors, uh, went and got him back. Uh, the warriors, mighty I hit all their mighty warriors traveled throughout the night. Mm, yeah. And I'm sure they had some fighting. It doesn't say. But, you know, they went into the town and they took the bodies of them. Mm -hmm. And they burned them, cremated them. And they brought them back and they fasted. Now, David rewarded them for that when mm -hmm. he became king mm -hmm. for honoring um, Saul and... and Oh, it was a sad time in Israel when Saul got, you know, like the sword you were carrying this morning. He just put it like this on his belly, and then he flopped on it. it. Yeah, because, uh, okay. Okay, uh, we're can not going to we, have time to do this. Yeah, I'll be we back. do John next, because we always like to get into John. and Woohoo! Good job, babe. I like to do the, the Old Testament or the, in the morning. And the New Testament later, because then I can be more alert. Put on, babe. Psalm 51 from the King James Version. Have mercy upon me, O God, according to thy loving kindness, according unto the multitude of thy tender mercies. Blot out my transgression, wash me thoroughly from my iniquity. And cleanse me from my sin, for I acknowledge my transgressions, and my sin is ever before me. Against thee, thee only have I sinned, and done this evil in thy sight, that thou mightest be justified when thou speakest, and be clear when thou judgest. Behold, I was shapen in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Behold, thou desirest truth in the inward parts, and in the hidden part thou shalt make me to know wisdom. Purge me with hyssop, and it, I shall be clean. Wash me, I shall be whiter than snow. Make me to hear joy and gladness, that the bones which thou hast broken may rejoice. 
Hide the face from my sins and blot out all my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence, and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation, and uphold me with thy free spirit. Then will I teach transgressors the ways, and sinners shall be converted unto thee. Deliver me from blood guiltiness, O God, thou God of my salvation, and my tongue shall sing out loud of thy righteousness. O Lord, open thou my lips, and my mouth shall show forth thy praise. For thou desirest not sacrifice, else would I give it. Thou delightest not in burnt offerings. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart. O God, thou wilt not despise. Do good in thy good pleasures unto Zion. Build thou the walls of Jerusalem. Then shalt thou be pleased with the sacrifices of righteousness, with burnt offerings, and whole burnt offerings. Then shall they offer bullocks upon the altar. Amen. Now we jump over to Psalm 81. Sing aloud unto God our strength. Sing aloud unto God our strength. Make a joyful noise unto the God of Jacob. Take a psalm and bright hater and timbrel and the pleasant harp with the palstry. Blow up the trumpet in the new moon in the time appointed in our solemn feast day. For this was the statue for Israel and the law of the God of Jacob. For he ordained in Joseph for a testimony when he went out through the land of Egypt, where I heard a language that I understood not. I removed his shoulder from the burden, his hands were delivered from the pots. Thou callest in trouble, and I delivered thee. I answered thee in the secret place of thunder. I proved thee at the waters of Meribah, Salah. Hear, O my people, and I will testify unto thee, O Israel. If thou wilt hearken unto me, there shall no stranger God be in thee, neither shall thou worship any strange God. I am the Lord thy God, who brought thee out of the land of Egypt. Open thy mouth wide, and I will fill it. But my people would not hearken to my voice, and Israel would none of me. So I gave them up unto their own heart's lust, and they walked in their own counsel. Oh, that my people had hearkened unto me, and Israel had walked in my ways. I should soon have subdued their enemies and turned my hand against their adversaries. The haters of the Lord should have submitted themselves unto him, but their time should have endured forever. He should have fed them also with the finest of the wheat, and with the honey out of the rock should I have satisfied thee. Amen. Now we go to Psalm 111. 1. 111. 1. Praise you the Lord. I will praise the Lord with my whole heart in the assembly of the upright and in the congregation. The works of the Lord are great, sought out of all of them that have pleasure therein. His work is honorable and glorious, and his righteousness endureth forever. He has made his wonderful works to be remembered. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion. He has given meat unto them that fear him.
He will ever be mindful of his covenant. Amen. He has shown his people the power of his works, that he may give them the heritage of the heathen. Amen. The works of his hands are verity and judgment, and all his commandments are sure. They stand fast forever and ever, and are done in truth and uprightness. He sent redemption unto his people. He has commanded his covenant forever. Holy and reverent is his name. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding have all they that do his commandments. His praise endureth forever. Amen. Psalm 141. Lord, I cried unto thee, make haste unto me. Give ear unto my voice when I cry unto thee. Let my prayer be set forth before thee as incense, and the lifting of my hands as the evening sacrifice. Set a watch, O Lord, before my mouth, keep the door of my lips, incline not my heart to any evil thing, to practice wicked works with men who work iniquity, and let me not eat of their dainties. Let the righteous smite me, it shall be a kindness, and let him reprove me, it shall be an excellent oil, which shall not break my head, for yet my prayer also shall be in their calamities. When their judges are overthrown in stony places, they shall hear my words, for they are sweet. Our bones are scattered at the grave's mouth, as when one cut it and cleave it wood upon the earth. But my eyes are unto thee, O God the Lord. In thee is my trust. Leave not my soul destitute. Keep me from the snares which they have laid for me, and the gins of the workers of iniquity. Let the wicked fall into their own nets, which thou, I will all escape. Amen. All right, I'm going to go back to Psalm 111 and read it. And a couple of other versions. First, the NIV. I will extol the Lord with all my heart in the counsel of the upright in the assembly. Great are the works of the Lord. They are pondered by all who delight in them. Glorious and majesty are his deeds, and his righteousness endures forever. He has caused his wonders to be remembered. The Lord is gracious and compassionate. He provides food for those who fear him. He remembers his covenant forever. He has shown his people the power of his works, giving them the lands of other nations. The works of his hands are faithful and just. <clears throat> All his precepts are trustworthy. They are established forever and ever, enacted in faithfulness and uprightness. He provided redemption for his people. He ordained his covenant forever. Holy and awesome is his his name. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. All who follow his precepts have good understanding. To him belongs eternal praise. Amen. All right, now we go to Holy Bible, easy reading. Psalm 111. Praise the Lord. I thank the Lord with all my heart in the assembly of the good people. The Lord does wonderful things, more than anyone could ask for. The things he does are great and glorious. There is no end to his goodness. He does amazing things so that we will remember that the Lord is kind and merciful. He gives food to his followers and he remembers his agreement forever. 
He has shown his people how powerful he is by giving them the land of other nations. Everything he does is good and fair. All his commands can be trusted. His commands will continue forever. They must be done with truth and honesty. He rescues his people and made his agreement with them forever. His name is awesome and holy. Wisdom begins with fear and respect for the Lord. Those who obey him are very wise. Praise will be sung to him forever. Amen. Hallelujah. I guess that'll do it. Unless I read a Spanish one. Aleluya, alabar el Señor de todo corazón. En la reunión de los justos y en la asamblea, las obras del Señor son grandiosas. Cuantos las aman, meditan sobre ellas. Espléndido y majestuoso es lo que hace. Su justicia permanece para siempre. Ha hecho prodigios memorables. Clemente y compasivo es el Señor de alimento a quienes lo veneran. Recuerda eternamente su alancia. El poder de sus obras muestra a su pueblo al entregarles la heredad de las naciones. Actúa con verdad y justicia. Son inquebrantables sus preceptos. Firme por siempre jamás, forjados de verdad y rectitud. Dios la libertad, da libertad a su pueblo. Estableció para siempre su alancia, santo y venerable es su nombre. Venerar al Señor es la esencia del saber. Lo que así actúan son juiciosos. Su alabanza permanecerá para siempre. Amén. Proverbs. Proverbs, chapter 21. Mm-hmm. I did 21 today. It is 21. I'm doing it again. Different version. Is there a problem, baby? No problem, baby. Just saying, sharing. I mean, sharing. Well, my eyes are already getting. Okay, Message Bible. Good leadership is a channel of water controlled by God. He directs it to wherever it ends he chooses. We justify our actions by appearances. God examines our motives. Clean living before God and justice with our neighbors mean far more to God than religious performance. Arrogance and pride, distinguishing marks in the wicked, are just plain sin. Careful planning puts you ahead in the long run. Hurry and scurry puts you further behind. Make it to the top by lying and cheating. Get paid with smoke and a promotion to death. The wicked get buried alive by their loot because they refuse to use it to help others. Mixed motives twist life into tangles. Pure motives take you straight down the road. Better to live alone in a tumble bank shack than share a mansion with a nagging spouse. Wicked souls love to make trouble. They feel nothing for friends and neighbors. Simpletons only learn the hard way, but the wise learn by listening. A God-loyal person will see right through the wicked and undo the evil they plan. If you stop your ears to the cries of the poor, your cries will go unheard, unanswered. 
a quietly giving gift soothes an irritable person. A heartfelt present includes a hot-tempered person. Good people celebrate when justice triumphs, but the workers of the evil, it's a bad day. Whoever wanders off the straight and narrow ends up in a congregation of ghosts. You're addicted to thrills, what an empty life. The pursuit of pleasure is never satisfied. What a bad person plots against the good boomerangs. The plotter gets it in the end. Better to live in a tent in the wild than with a cross and pentelin spouse. Valuables are safe in a wise person's home. Fools put it all out for yard sales. Whoever goes hunting for what is right and kind finds life itself, glorious life. One sage entered a whole city of armored soldiers. Their trusted defenses fell to pieces. Watch your words and hold your tongue. You'll save yourself a lot of grief. You know their names, brash, impudent, blasphemer, intemperate, hotheads, everyone. Lazy people finally die of hunger because they won't get up and go to work. Sinners are always wanting what they don't have. The God-loyal are always giving what they do have. Religious performance by the wicked stinks. It's even worse when they use it to get ahead. A lying witness is unconvincing. A people who speaks truth is respected. Unscrupulous people make fake it a lot. Honest people are pure, are sure of their steps. Nothing clever, nothing conceived, nothing contrived can get the better of God. Do your best, prepare for the worst, and trust God to bring you the victory. Amen. Amen. Okay, now I'm going to move over to the Good News Bible. Yeah, that whole tablet's already working. Easy to read version makes you Proverbs 21. To the Lord, a king's mind is like a ditch used to water the fields. He can lead the king wherever he wants him to go. People think that whatever they do is right, but the Lord judges the reasons for everything they do. Do what is right and fair. The love lusts more than that than sacrifice. <clears throat> a proud look and proud thoughts are sin. They show a person as evil. Careful planning leads to profit. Acting too quickly leads to poverty. Wealth that comes from telling lies disappears quickly and leads to death. The bad things that people, that evil people do will destroy them because they refuse to do what is right. Criminals cause trouble wherever they go, but good people are honest and fair. It is better to live in a small corner of the roof than to share the house with a woman who is always arguing. Evil people always want to do more evil, and they show no mercy to people around them. When you punish a proud person who laughs at what is right, even fools will learn something. But a little instruction is enough for the wise to learn what they should. God is good. He knows what the wicked are doing, and he will punish them. Those who refuse to help the poor will not receive help when they need it themselves. If anyone is angry with you, give them a gift in private. A gift given in secret will calm even the strongest anger. A decision that is fair makes good people happy, but it makes those who are evil very afraid. Whoever leaves the path of wisdom will be on their way to an early death. 
Loving pleasure leads to poverty. Wine and luxury will never make you wealthy. The wicked must pay for what happens to good people. The cheaters will be taken in exchange for the honest. It is better to live in the desert than with a quick-tempered wife who loves to argue. Wise people save the nice things they have. Fools use up everything as soon as they get it. People who try hard to do good and be faithful will find life, goodness, and honor. Amen. A wise person can defeat a city full of warriors and tear down the defenses they trust in. People who are careful about what they save will save themselves from trouble. Proud people think they are better than others. They show they are evil by what they do. Lazy people will cause their own destruction because they refuse to work. Some people are greedy and never have enough. Good people are generous and have plenty. God hates sacrifice from the wicked, especially when their reason for offering them is evil. Witness who lie will be caught and punished. A careful listener will always bear to speak up. Good people know they are right, but the wicked have to pretend. Verse 30, there is no one wise enough to make a plan that can succeed against the Lord. Can you prepare your horse for battle? But only the Lord gives you the victory. You can prepare your horse for battle, but only the Lord can give you the victory. Amen. Amen.